Ring that beautiful chapel bell, baby. It's the Dogcast, episode number 313. Big win for the dogs on the plains. The Tigers and the War Eagles go down hard, 38-0, to as the dogs take the East Championship in the conference and look forward to three more big football games. Check that, four more football games. Let's go, dogs. Ring that bell, baby. Fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 313. We are back in the bunker after a huge win on the plains of Auburn, our home away from home, Jordan Hare. Played there this year, going to play there next year, old dog. And, uh, you know, past two years have been pretty good for dogs down there. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, well, let me refresh. Past two games against Auburn, last year in Athens, this year in Jordan Hare. We're doing pretty good against Auburn. 38-0. to zero, The shutout on Trooper Taylor, Cheese Whiz, and uh, Van Gorder and Martinez. How are you feeling about this huge, huge victory? Man, I am feeling, I'm, I'm feeling great. I love pitching the shutout. And the question comes in, what's dying faster? The trees at Toomer's Corner or Gene Chizik's career? <laughs> I, I have mean, the answer. Talk, it's Gene Chizik's career, my friend. You talk about, I mean, what a fall from grace. I mean, he is two years away from basically buying a national championship with with a thug and a half. And uh, and Cam Newton's the half there. And, uh, you know, I mean, to go from that to just a, a program that is just absolutely dismal. And I tell you what, it was so good to see the Willie Martinez being on the other side of the ball because nothing can get quarterback rolling great than a Willie Martinez-led <laughs> defensive backfield. He's always the most valuable player for the other team. I'm telling you what, dude, we were throwing at will. I, I bet you Aaron Murray – Aaron Murray should send Willie Martinez a freaking Christmas card this year. I'm telling you, it was awesome. You know, and I know they said all the right things and all that stuff, but you know, deep down in the heart of Aaron Murray and the receivers, especially the guys that are seniors, you know, and were around when they used to practice against a Willie Martinez led defensive backfield, they had to say, you know, man, this is going to be so easy. Yeah. It was so easy. Yeah. I mean, you know, anyway. We bashed Willie Martinez for so long. I, I, and I don't know what the deal is. Uh, we got one email I had said last week, you know, that I didn't think Brian Van Gorder had, had forgotten how to coach defense. And one of the guys emailed in and said, you know, I was wrong. Maybe he has. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, you would think, you would think the talent's there. Yeah. Because again, you know, they get four and five stars just like all the other teams in the SEC do. 
and I don't know what what has happened, but I mean, uh, a, a program has. I mean, it's it's like a meteor falling from the sky. That's how quickly that thing is going. Down. <laughs> They're like a like I've been saying since week five. They are a dumpster on fire. Uh, oh yeah. We could have had any number of yards or points. I mean, hell, I got to tell you too. I want to give a shout-out to the coaching staff in this game because, I, you know, I know we've had our differences with the Georgia coaching staff, certainly with Coach Bobo and Coach Grantham this year, or, you know. But I tell you, Bobo, and I, I know it has something to do with the level of competition, but, you know, we've seen this Georgia team play down to teams before, too. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to mention – I don't want to mention the Kentucky game, but uh, we have played down to inferior teams this week, Bobo was on the gas. He was on the gas, making a point to Van Gorder, making a point to Martinez, making a point to Gene Chizik. And I'll tell you who else was on the gas was Todd Grantham. On the gas for 60 minutes, we are going to shut these guys out. Hell, Grantham was coaching his ass off in the 59th minute, trying to make, making sure that that damn shutout happened. I'm telling you, well, I, hats off to the coaching staff, dude. Absolutely, and I mean, you know, in football, memories are long, and no one's going to forget two years ago, I mean, you know, Farley, Fairley, however you pronounce his last name, you know, continually sparing, uh, you know, Murray, I mean, taking cheap shots left and right, you know, Cam Newton doing the Superman routine. His you know, candy Trooper cam Taylor. juice and Trooper Taylor with the freaking towel. You know, with the towel, you know, I mean, just just overboard on that. I mean, it was it was more of an embarrassment to them than to us. And certainly the beatdown we gave them was a much greater embarrassment to them than anything they could have done to us. And hats off to Coach Grantham for taking taking it personally and conveying that to the defense. Absolutely. That a shutout that a shutout was important. I mean, offensively, after after Marshall hit that big run, splitting up the middle, which boy did my heart good. I mean, when when he when he got through that first line of defenders and there were still two DBs that looked like they may have got could get a slower player, <laughs> I turned to the guy next to me and I said He's gone. <laughs> Money. <laughs> and, I mean, I said, ain't nobody going to catch him, and, and obviously nobody did. Yeah. But, you know, at that point, you know, we took the foot off the gas. Uh, Welch got a little bit of playing time. We got Christian LeMay. Christian LeMay, solitary came, obviously. Solitary confinement. <laughs> uh, you know, he was down in the hole somewhere, I guess, and, you know, they pulled him out. Uh he was able to. I mean, all he did was run the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't see. I don't see a whole lot there. But you know, obviously, it wasn't the time for him to to showcase his throwing arm or anything like that. But I mean, I was glad. But I was glad to see the defense again put their foot on their throat. At some point in time, it was decided on the defensive side of the ball. We want to shut these guys out. Let's do it. Because quite frankly, when you're up thirty. 38 to nothing, you got to look for something to play for. Yeah, getting a throwaway and, touchdown late is usually pretty easy for the for the opposing team. Right. And and I think that was that that was used to motivate the team. And you know, you were talking a little bit earlier about playing down. Mm-hmm. And I will I will go to this season. The season seriously, I think turned around when Sean Williams called out the team. And again, 
I, and I mean, a lot of people think I'm joking, and, and I may not be. I don't know if that was something Sean Williams did on his own or if, if the coaching staff decided that was something that needed to be done and they got Sean Williams to do it. Either way, that was the turning point. And if it was Sean Williams that did it personally, I think not only did he jerk a knot in the players' asses, but I think he also jerked a knot in the coaching staff's asses. Absolutely. And, and showed them that, that this complacent, you know, it's business-like, we're going to show up with our briefcase and just play ball and we're going to win is not going to win in the SEC and in the SEC East. Football is a game of emotion. And half of what half of what a coach needs to do, I mean, you've got the X's and O's, you've got the game plan, and you've got to put the right people on the field. But once you've done all that, the other half of your job is then to get those fellows motivated to play as well as they can in better than they think they ever could. I could not agree more, man. That is so that's well said, dude. I mean, this that you're right. The whole we're just going to work. The whole you know, hell, it reminds me of damn Frank Beamer up at VTech. You know, the the lunch pail, pack your briefcase. We got a job to do. I want guys. I want guys. And I know you can't be on fire every week. You know, but. Um, you're right. Sean Williams absolutely jerked a knot and got and woke this whole organization up. And uh, you know, it really uh, really feels a lot like 2000. I mean, it's shaping up like 2007. Uh, you know, and I I also want to caution the whole. I think now's a good time to caution the entire Bulldog Nation against looking forward. You know, I know all the scenarios are out there. We got to beat Bama and Stanford is going to and little Kiffin's going to help us. You know, and look. We got a lot more football left to do. It's no use and damn talking about our national championship hopes until we beat Georgia Southern, Georgia Tech, and take Bama down in the SEC championship. And then you can see who's left, see who's still standing, and let's make our case, you know. But until we beat, until we take the state of Georgia starting this weekend and then take the SEC top to bottom, you know, it, it's a moot point. And, and to focus on anything else is wasted effort, wasted energy. We got oh, to, uh, we got to take care of business at home first. Absolutely. And we got two big games coming up. Uh, you know, well, let's finish up with all. Yes, yes, we'll I know. I, I got ahead there myself there a little bit. You know, again, you know, again, just a, a great all-around game, both offensively and defensively. First time in a long time we've actually come out from the get-go. I mean, it really is one of our – probably this game and the Florida game were the two complete games that we've played, and you can kick Vanderbilt in there too. But, I mean, no lapses, you know, no no starting slow, no finishing slow – no lull in the middle when we got way up. I mean, we played football hard for 60 minutes, and that's what we need to do the rest of the way. Absolutely. It was a great game. We came hot. Like you said, and I think it's great. I, talking about football memory is long. You know, these guys drilled us in 2010, literally, fairly drilled Aaron Murray into the turf. Um, Cammy Cam Juice over there, everybody's smiling. Boy, they're on their way. And, you know, we still played hard. We didn't quit that year. We tried to win that ball game, you know, and and, and damn near did. And damn near did, and uh, you know, and they were they sold their souls for that national championship, dude. And now 
two years removed, we're a long ways from that national championship. And any equity that they gained by beating us in 2010, we have repaid it in spades, friend. That We are a long oh. ways from 2010. After the beatdown we put on them in Athens last year, and then we go into Jordan-Hare and blank them. They thought for a second, maybe they thought about that LSU game, and they're thinking, hell, they... No, you got nothing. We're marching it right up your ass over yeah. and over and over and over and over. We're going to score and score and score again. You're not going to approach the box. We're going to put you down. We And, you know, along those lines, too, I mean, it, we talked about Murray and Willie Martinez and the DBs. I mean, the offensive line performed well, did not allow a sack. Two runners with over 100 yards apiece. You know, I talked about Marshall's long run. Gurley, a man all night. What did he have? Like eleven, twelve carries oh, and over a hundred yards. Two hundred yard rushers, man. Gurley running with his head down, dude, just drilling guys. I mean, Marshall un, doing un, his thing. <laughs> it, unbelievable. You know, I mean, we could talk about you know Auburn and beating them, you know, for the next hour. But you know, it's kind of like kicking a puppy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just they're a shell of what they used to be. You're right. And you know, and in a way, it's a little bit sad. And it. Well, it would be sad. And like I said, you know, I, you know, for a series that has lasted as long as it's been, and I yeah, know you know the stats. 2010, yeah, and we actually tied the series up, but 2010 changed the complexion it really of, did. The, of this rivalry. And they started it, and by God, we are finishing it. Absolutely. <laughs> by God, we are finishing it in style. Um, you know, it, we, we found out that they just can't take a punch. And like you said, it is kind of sad. We punched them in the face on the opening drive that we put up, and uh, they just folded like bad paper. And that was machine. it, yeah. They folded like the tissue paper at Tumor's Corner back in, from back in the good old days. Exactly. 0-7 in the SEC for the first time since 1952. Chiswick is done. Trooper Taylor is done. Hell, Trooper Taylor going to be coaching uh, high school ball in the suburbs of Opelika next year. I uh, I like it. I like I like where we're going, baby. And also, oh. not to mention, like you said, you know, I don't have any. I mean, I'm not. I don't have any ill will towards Van Gorder. I kind of feel sorry for Van Gorder and Martinez too. You know, and but yeah. but just to let them know where they stand, they're on the they're on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Just to send the message, wrong choice. Is that you know what I mean? No, exactly. And I mean, you know, and and Van Gorder uh, seems to have made some wrong choices. After he left Georgia, <laughs> but I will always, I will always have good feelings for him because in my, in my lifetime there, I still will say when he was on the Georgia sideline, he was the second best defensive coordinator we've ever had. Yeah, he was definitely, he was, he, he brought all, he, he was great. We, and we liked him. And I, I, like I said, I still like him. I don't have any ill will towards him, but you know, just to, just to get the facts straight. Wrong choice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it was a great game. It was a great game over Auburn, 38 to nothing. We put them to bed. Now, you know, it's time to move on. We're doing a dual show here, you know, because I was on the road this week, old dog. Had to travel up to, uh, traveled up to, uh, beautiful Danville, Virginia earlier this week. There you uh, home of no water pressure at the hotel. And, uh, oh, man. but anyway, it cost us, I was in Danville working for a couple of days and now I, um, and and you probably don't know it, but in the in the classic Johnny Cash train song, Wreck of Old Ninety Seven, 
Danville, Virginia is mentioned as one of the stops. Yeah, it, it does look like the kind of place where Johnny Cash would pull over on the side of the road and get a, a PBR. It, it is a it is a little roadhouse kind of town, you know. But uh, so anyway, so we were unable to do the Auburn show on time. So because we couldn't do the Auburn show on time, we're going to do another uh, another double like we did kind of after the Florida game. We're doing a double here, the uh, Auburn post game show, show number three three thirteen, and. Uh, Hey, welcome, dog fans. It's episode number 314, the Georgia Southern pregame show. Um, we're switching gears now to the 314. Hey, you know, we got a big game this week, old dog, against Georgia Southern. Man, how about that? I, it's It'll be interesting. I think it's a 130 kickoff. Uh, if you're in Atlanta, you can watch it on WSB Channel 2. If you're not, you can fire up your computer and check it on ESPN3. Sweet. You know, it feels like we just wrapped up the Auburn postgame show. I mean, that seems like it was just minutes ago just, that we were talking about the ago. Auburn win. And now here we are talking about Georgia Southern. You know, yeah. our little brother in the state of Georgia, the little team that that claims to be the glory of Georgia. You know, they're, in a lot of ways... Georgia Southern, you know, they wouldn't even have a football team if it weren't for Georgia. You know, they stole one of our coaches. They convinced one. Whoa, our, whoa, 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 whoa. They didn't. That. Okay, your, I'm sorry. Your history, your histrionics on that are are absolutely hard. Okay, so let, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. They convinced a former Georgia great, Eric Russell, to come down there. And get their program out of the doldrums. Well, this which is, he did, and, and I wish you hadn't opened up this can of worms because I wasn't trying to be negative at all. But but the fact of the matter is, the University of Georgia spit in the face of Eric Russell. Did not do Coach Russell like treated him like he should have been treated, and Coach Russell went to Georgia Southern and absolutely started a true. Powerhouse, no doubt. Down there, I, and, I agree with all of that. And I will always, and I will always have a soft spot in my heart for Georgia Southern because that is that is really one of the two legacies Coach Russell has. He really has two, and he is beloved by two very very strong fan bases here in the state of Georgia and really throughout the South. That's ultimately one, where one I was going. One fan base being the University of Georgia <laughs> and the other being Georgia Southern. And what a coach he was in three years took Georgia Southern from playing of a sport ball or whatever that non-thing, the, the, the non-athletic. Intramural football, basically. To, to a national championship team. I mean, we were talking earlier about – I'm not really talking about Georgia Southern, and we'll get back to that in a second. But you talk about a coach that could motivate players. There was none better than Coach Russell. He could get more out of a human being than anybody I have ever known. No doubt about it. And, and ultimately, that's kind of where I was headed. I didn't mean to open up the Irk Russell can of worms. We love Coach Russell, and we don't dislike Georgia Southern. That, that's my whole point. I mean, you know, they're – they're the little Georgia program that could, you know. Uh, hell, I would like to see Georgia Southern play Georgia not Tech. Not only, not only that could, but have. Exactly. They, they, uh, they have. They've won several, several national titles in their division, several national titles, conference titles. You know, they have been a powerhouse pretty consistently ever since Irk Russell basically began their program. 
Back exactly. in the 80s. And, and at one point in time were coached by Georgia by the brilliant Paul Johnson. Yes, yes, they were. And like the teams of Paul Johnson, they still run the uh, highly effective triple option. You know, a lot has been made about the fact that they went into Tuscaloosa last year, the team that had Courtney Upshaw on defense. You know, the Alabama had the number one defense in the country last year, Kirby Smart coaching them. Uh, and uh, Georgia Southern had 39 rushes last year for over 300 yards against Alabama and, well, uh, it, and put up 21 and, points. Yeah, and again, this is – this is going to be it. Real it. This will be a twofold thing. One, it'll be how often does a team play two triple option teams back to back? Right. I mean, I think there are only four in the entire football world that are playing it, and we've got two back to back. Two, really, so, two of the best ones. But it's really going to be it's really going to be a change for our guys on defense, and it's going to be a great challenge to them because the defense they have played up to now is out the window for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing that they have done against the Floridas, against the Auburns, against the Kentuckys, the Vanderbilts, the Missouris, the South Carolinas, any of that is going to come into play against these guys on the triple option. This is all about playing doing your reads, staying where you're supposed to be, and playing your assignments and doing email and shedding chop blocks and not getting hurt. Absolutely. You know, the good news for us is, unlike Alabama, is that we do play Georgia Tech every year. We have seen this offense before. You know, we see it every year. And it's not something new for us. We do know how to play it. We have played it. Um, to- Co- Coach Grantham is uh, famous for having said that he will never lose to a Paul Johnson offense. And uh, I got to think he feels the same way about Georgia Southern. You know, he, we are not going to get caught not playing assignment football against a team like Georgia Southern. You know, our biggest thing here is to make sure that we bring enough emotion and enough you know we want to have no let off from the Auburn game from the Florida game we can't afford to let up we don't have any open dates now it's Georgia Southern this week it's Georgia Tech the next week it's Alabama the next week bam 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 assuming assuming an Alabama win over Auburn no doubt yes of course assuming an Alabama win over Auburn which is you know always up in the air but um, we've got these two triple option teams and I'll tell you uh, second only to making sure we have more points than they do when time runs out, um, we need to not come up with any injuries. I think the number one key for us this week is to defend against the chop block and not have any injuries to our defensive front seven. I want to make damn sure that we don't see any more like what we saw with Avery Jones. I do not want to see... Uh, Motel 6 or Kwame Gathers or Cornelius Washington rolling around on the ground with an ankle or a knee injury this week. Or, or Jarvis Jones re-aggravate anything. Absolutely. I mean, again, again, we just need to get, do we have more talent than they do? Obviously. Uh, should we win this game? Absolutely we should. The thing, The main thing is we need to come out with some intensity and we need to play disciplined football. That has got to be on the defensive side. Offensively, we just need to keep doing what we've been doing. A steady dose of Marshall and Gurley would be absolutely perfect. I think, yeah, I think we need to play a little ball control this week. 
Oh, there's no doubt about it. Because the best way not to get hurt is not to be on the field. Exactly. And I think our chances of get, keeping our defenders fresh and healthy has to do with Gurley and Marshall grinding Georgia Southern into the dust. And, that, yeah. and that's what I want to do and, this week. And we know, we know Coach Bobo listens to the show, so please take our advice. Absolutely. This week, I don't want to showcase the arm. I don't want any 21-second drives. I don't want a track meet. I want... I want a different kind of track meet. Three yards at a time, grind Georgia Southern's face into the dirt over and over and over. I want 12 play drives that take nine minutes, and uh, I want Christian Robinson and Alec Ogletree and Kwame Gathers and Jarvis Jones sitting on the bench. All day long. That's that's what that's the key to victory this week. And and uh, you know, obviously, making sure we have more points. Exactly. Um, because we do have a brutal little schedule. Our and we have a you know three weeks tough football coming up. Georgia Southern's not going to be a pushover, dude. They are a defending national champion in their division. They are used to winning, and um, they are not going to go down easy. No, and I mean, and this is this is obviously their biggest game of the year. No doubt. I mean, this is this is bigger than any other game they're going to play, other than maybe the Southern Conference Championship game, or there is no Southern Conference Championship game. But if if and when they get into the playoffs to go, I don't think they're having that stellar of a year this year. Right. And and it's really going to be, I mean, and putting getting a little bit ahead of myself, but it's really going to be a true test for the players and the coaching staff because we've got to go from two weeks in a row defending a triple option and then all of a sudden switch gears back to going back to defending against a pro-style offense in the Dome against Alabama. And we're not going to talk about that a whole lot, but it's it's going to be – there's a lot of work to be done. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it, man. I mean, you know, these guys uh, – George Southern, this is not the team that put 21 points on Alabama last year. Um, at to date, they've they've only lost. No, and, and, and also it's not the Alabama team that got twenty one points. That's true. Exactly, exactly. I mean, talking in college football, talking about what happened last year yeah. or the year before, other than for motivational standpoint for your team, is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, there's no transitive property in football. We all know that. You know, this team has lost only two games this year. They did. They lost the Citadel. By two points. They lost to Appalachian State by three points. Um, this is a team that is used to winning. They beat Chattanooga in triple overtime. You know what I mean? But they play, you know, they just, and they put 69 points on Howard last week, okay? But this is their last well, I mean, game of the just year. Just one guy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, poor Howard's out there by himself. Howard, Howard got killed by these guys. He got his ass wet. But, uh, you know, this is their last game of the year, dude. They are going to put it all on the line. I mean, you know, they opened, Georgia Southern opened the year with a dagum 58 to nothing win over Jacksonville. And then they put, they swore 69 last week against Howard. Um, we've got to establish dominance early on these guys, man. Cause I mean, these guys are used to winning. I mean, they're, they are oh. really are used to winning. And they will no not doubt. quit. These guys will play for 60 freaking minutes. So we've got to flex our muscle. And win with our offense by grinding these guys. Absolutely. And I mean, the, you know, keys to victory. We've already talked about some of them on defense. You know, be disciplined, play your assignment, and offensively, ball control. 
flip the time well, possession clock because they're used to having the ball more than anybody else. So we need exactly. to flip the time possession and not get injured. And, you know, watch for the cut block and not take any injuries on defense. And that's all we got to do. Yeah, absolutely. And and changing notes again, you and I, as usual, have missed out on another great business opportunity. Oh, I saw I saw yesterday that the family has has already put in for a copyright on Johnny Football. Why didn't we do that two weeks ago? Damn it! What a great nickname. Damn it! I know. Isn't that a great nickname? And that kid's a red shirt. That kid's a freshman, dude. I mean, redshirt freshman. Yeah, redshirt but freshman. Just, but just think, adding to the store, we could have had a whole thing of Johnny Football stuff. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Hell, I, I, you know me, man. I would have stinking cups printed up by now. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've got a big game this week. I mean, you know, we, we need to just grind these guys. Um, this week... You know, it shouldn't be a tough game. We shouldn't be looking ahead to Georgia Tech. We shouldn't be looking ahead to Alabama. Um, we've got to focus on what we got to get done, which is beat Georgia Southern. Because and, if we don't I, win the next I three games, we, there ain't nothing else to talk about. And I think we will, and that's and that's the responsibility of the coaching staff to get these guys ready to play. Absolutely, and I think they will do it. Dog fans, I think it's going to be a big game this weekend. It's one thirty. I think we're going to win handily. I do think we'll cover, but, uh, you know, this game is all about getting to the next game. We've got to get the win, and then we've got to get healthy. I mean, you know, we've got to get the win, and then we've got to move on to Georgia Tech as quickly as possible. So, um, yeah, that's the, the key to the victory this week is just make sure we defend that triple option, get ready for Georgia Tech. I, I think it could be a benefit seeing Georgia Southern ahead of Georgia Tech. I really do. Oh, I as think long so, as we don't come away with any injuries, you know, and exactly. it's not, and we don't have to play wide open for a full sixty minutes, you know. Um, I don't want to get burned up playing Georgia Southern, so we get so we get burned out to play Georgia Tech. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, dog fans, that's going to wrap it up for this week. As far as football goes, we, you know, the kickoff against Georgia Southern, as Old Dog said, is uh, 1.30. Uh, we got a kickoff against the Nerds uh, after Thanksgiving at noon. Thanks a lot, Nerds. Not even as important as Georgia Southern. That's how much freaking tech sucks. Um, uh, tech is so bad, um, which I don't dislike. Uh, but, you know, a quick aside, we're not done with the show yet, man. Operation Overlord has been so successful. I mean, this year is is the zenith. I hope that this year is not the apex, the high watermark of Operation Overlord, Death from Wind. I hope that the program can continue to deliver on its dream, on its promise. But, you know, things aren't looking good for Derek Dooley. Things, <laughs> Will Muschamp, you know, he's going to be down there doing his thing at Florida for a little while. But, you know, Van Gorder... Martinez, they're about to burn up. I mean, we're about to burn down our damn Tennessee and Auburn connection. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be. I think our only connection is going to be in Florida. Yeah, damn it. But, you know, hopefully, you know, I don't know, man. I've got hopes, man. I mean, hopefully some other uh, intrepid, uh, you know, maybe Auburn or or Arkansas or Kentucky will snap up Derek Dooley and, and Operation Overlord can just keep on trucking, baby. One can only hope. Yeah, I I, th- I think I see a little coordinator job in Dooley's future, though. Maybe yeah. maybe a little coordinator job in Dooley's future as he works his way back up to the top. But um, 
Operation Overlord, the gift that keeps on giving, is going to continue to give in the Gator Bowl, I hope, for at least a couple more years. And we'll see what happens to Van Gorder and Dooley. And then, you know, there's always Kirby Smart waiting in the wings, baby. Kirby Smart, there the, you next, go. the next member of the Death From Within team. So, um, dog fans, that's going to wrap it up for this show. Let's do talk about poll winner, though, old dog. Let's hit because, it. Because, you know, our, our buddy Lee who has invited me for a little uh, Maker's Mark uh, out on the farm in Arkansas. This guy has a freaking spread in Arkansas, dude. Um, Send me pictures. This guy, you know, I I forgot. He told me where he used to live. This is a guy who took his... uh, Took his money and moved to, uh, I think he lives in Bentonville, lives outside of Bentonville, where, uh, you know, your dollar goes a lot further in Bentonville. And not just because of the Walmart angle, but uh, this guy is moved up into second overall in the poll, you know, in the in the standings for the whole season. He's moved into second, trailing only Carbola, who has also been a weekly winner. He's trailing this guy by one point. And, uh, you know, he's put the hammer down. And this guy in Arkansas, Lee in Arkansas, has a lot. He has big stakes. He's in a pool of players playing for the pool, right? And uh, this guy is really, he's closing in on the title, but he's got to get past Carbola before the season runs out. So I wish him well there. But uh, he came in second this past week overall. But the winner of this past week's pool was B-Bray 23. B-Bray, these guys going 9-1 and one against the spread. I wish these guys could email me their picks, you know, in advance. If You know, if you knew you were going to go 9-1, and one, which is the trick, right? You, you need exactly. to know in advance that you're going to go 9-1. and one. But uh, B-Bray 23 went 9-1 and one against the spread. Um, <clears throat> our buddy Lee in Arkansas was 8-2 and two against the spread. But this week's winner... Was B-Bray 23, 9-1 against the spread, accumulated a total of 9 points. He was the only guy to go 9-1 against the spread this week in the pool. And uh, I know you're wondering, old dog, where I stand. Bernie came in at 5-5, five and five, 30, 34th. I, uh, I came in a little bit lower than that. Um, I came in tied for 65th. Oh, I hate to hear at that. At 4-6. and six. Pretty... Pretty pathetic, but that uh, is a downer. yeah, it is a downer. But uh, and how about that guy? The the winner last week, Mock W. He went, you talk about from uh, top to flop. He went. Uh, he's tied for one fifty ninth this week. So he went from winning it. To, I mean, this that's a guy who's swinging for the fences. You know, he's wreckers or checkers, you know. He went from winning it to one fifty ninth. So um, anyway, that's the way it goes, dude. Uh, so B-Bray23, he's our winner for this week. Listen, guys, follow us on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash dogcast. Um, in-game commentary is worth it. I tell you, follow us on Twitter. Call Old Dog and tell him what you think at 706-363-0210. You, you have to say, you have to say okay, hang on. first all of it. Okay, you ready? I'll say it, then you say it. Ready? Go dogs! Sick 'em! Woof, woof, woof! Go dogs! Sick 'em! Woof, woof, woof! Woof, woof, woof! <laughs> What's up, dog cast? This is George Bulldog for life. 
It's hitting you boys up. It's got done listening to old dog. I'm glad he's backpedaling on his comments about them Georgia Bulldogs. Just love listening to you guys. Me and my cousin, we listen to y'all every chance we get. I'm saying go dogs. Roll them Auburn tires this weekend. Let's get Chizik off the board, Trooper Taylor, and Willie Martinez. We got a big one for you. Go dogs. Here's my cousin. Get him, old dog. We know you ain't bitter. I feel the same way you do, buddy. We just want to get back to number one, be number one and stay in number one. Let's get them. Go, dogs. Yeah, dog cast. This is Georgia Dog for Life. Gene Chizik's going down, nailing the coffin. We got them wearing paper bags in the stands. Go, dogs. Shut. Out for the East, the Dogs, 38, the Ward, Tiger, Eagle, whatever the heck, zero. I raise a glass of Malcolm Mitchell Kool-Aid as we get ready to head for Atlanta. The Dogs claim the East. This is Ice Dog and Hartwell. Go, Dogs, go. What's up, Dog Cast? Go, Dogs from Florida. As a monumental ass whooping last night on Auburn, they have to be very glad that Mark Rick is a is a good man because he could have just looked him up probably for half a hundred easy. We saw that Bama is human, even though we needed them to keep winning so we could have a chance at the um, national championship. But right now, I say we get ready for the SC championship game and roll on in there and take it. Um, happy Veterans Day to everybody that served and is still serving, and I'd like to give a shout-out to my favorite hero, Sergeant Leslie Inchkin. Y'all have a good one. Love y'all. Go dogs. 